0: We absolutely love this time with you each week, and really it is our prayer that the Lord would speak a word into your hearts through us that would be an encouragement. That's our prayer each week. Last week we began our conversation talking about freedom in Christ, and we're focusing on this, the passage, Galatians 5, 1, that said it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And... Um, what we know is as His sons and daughters, God has already given us uh, and shown us how we can live um, free from the power of sin. Uh, we do not have to live in bondage to sin as the son and daughter of Christ. And he also tells us in His word in Isaiah 61, that he desires to heal our broken hearts and our wounded spirits. And I absolutely believe that that brings joy. To him to restore us and to bring us into complete union with him and bring us to a place where we can even be the best of who he has designed us to be and so we also told you that we would continue our discussion this week on agreements and strongholds and how we can move through a process to freedom through prayer so today we will start by defining agreements Uh, We start here because it is unattended agreements in our hearts and our minds that will eventually pile up and form and construct a stronghold. So would you pray with me as we get started? Father, we lift this time to you. We consecrate this time to you. Uh, May this time be uh, just pure holiness before you because you are present and your Holy Spirit is is guiding this time. That is our prayer. We pray that the hearts and minds of those who will listen to this video will be prepared to hear what you have for them. We pray against the enemy who really truly wants to distract us from these truths. And we pray for those who most need to hear what we have for them through the message that you have given us today. Uh, That is our prayer, Father, that you would use these words, that you would take these words, that these words would be your words and not our words. And we give this all to you and pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. So we
1: just want to start with some basics. And so the first thing that we need to remember as Christ followers is that in that moment that we accept Jesus, things really change for us, right? So let's talk about some of the things that are important for us to know as Christ followers and as people who are engaged in this spiritual warfare. So first, from the moment that we become a Christ follower, accept Jesus into our lives, we become a new creation. And that's what the Bible tells us. And so in that moment, we are automatically a new person who is covered by Jesus's righteousness. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're in the process of becoming more like Christ. And so it's, it's kind of a both and. Um, But the important thing is that our old way of living is gone. We see that in 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. So the next thing it's important for us to know is that the enemy has no real power over us. And that is a great thing to know. And when we accept God's gift of salvation, we actually have the authority with Christ. And Satan has no more power or authority over us. So we see that in, sec- in Colossians 2, 13 through 15, and it says, He disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. He stripped them of all weapons and armors. So Satan is not only defeated, but he's also publicly humiliated uh, by, why- by what Christ did on the cross. And so we just celebrate that. We are in a battle with Satan, but we already have the victory through Christ Jesus. And so that's big praise. Um, the next thing, the third thing that we want you to know is who our enemy is and how he acts, what he does, how he works. And so Satan is not an equal power with God, right? We, we said that. He's defeated already, um, but he still continues to pursue us. He still continues to try to deceive us. And one of the things that he deceives us in is that he has more power um, or more authority than God. That's a lie that he tells us. So we need to recognize that and, and um, take that thought captive and fight against that. So 1 Peter 5:8 we talked about this a little bit last week but it says stay alert watch out you're in, you're in bleh, I can't read <laughs> stay alert watch out for your great enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour so that's his goal his goal is to devour you and he's prowling around looking for that so he is he is working he is moving right he's not sitting back and waiting and then another another thing we know about Satan is that he is a liar He is the father of lies. Everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. We see that in John 8, 44, that it says when he lies, that's just his native language. Um, Satan is also very sly. He's deceitful and deceptive. And it's it's so subtle that we don't even realize it sometimes. And that's how he works in us. Uh, There's a known quote that says, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. So what he does is he uses this subtle deception to um, lure us into silence and ineffectiveness. And he shoots these accusatory arrows at our hearts and in our minds and into our souls. And so we just feel so beaten up and we feel so drained by the end of the day that we don't even have time to go to God and to look into his word and ponder over his word. And, And that's how he starts to get the victory. It's just those small, very subtle things. Um, if he were more obvious and blatant about his attacks, then we would recognize it and we'd, pr- we'd dismiss it pretty, pretty quickly and pretty immediately. So he's sly and he's really good at what he does.
0: He is. It's also important to know how he attacks us. And Tanya has spoken of a couple of those, but um, he starts with temptation. Temptation from the enemy often is a suggestion that he whispers into our minds. And it goes something like, you deserve this, or this can make it all better, or go ahead and do that, you won't regret it. Just simple suggestions that we all hear. Uh, It's his sly way of getting into our minds. He deceives us, as Tanya was talking about. And we can become so deceived that his lies become believable. And then we begin to, we will find ourselves beginning to struggle with harmful patterns of thoughts and words and actions and the reality is that deception leads to sin um, then he becomes our accuser in revelations 12 satan is called our accuser uh, and to me this is the big one this is the one that brings us down no one likes to be accused it is painful to be accused but after you've been tempted and deceived and lured into sin, the enemy who was speaking to you about the things that would be good for you is suddenly now shouting harsh lies at you, that um, you are no good, th- that there's no hope for you, and his goal then is to enslave you in shame. And so then we get to agreements, and agreements really, after being barraged by lies and deception and, uh, and accusations we can then form an agreement with the enemy. More specifically, an agreement is when you hear the lie and you believe the lie and then you affirm the lie with your words or with your actions. Um, But we have to go back and remember, just as Tanya spoke, that Satan is the father of lies. I love that in, in John 8 where Jesus said it's his native language. That's who he is. His goal is to convince us then that what he is suggesting for us is truth and even more so that it's good for us. And he did that. The perfect example of that is how he deceived Adam and Eve in the garden. Um, He suggested to them that they misheard God's rules for the garden Um, and they fell for it. They heard the lie and they fell for it. Um, And then they believed it so that they betrayed God, their creator, their friend, whom they walked with in the garden daily. So this should give us a healthy respect for what the enemy can do and that even the best of us, all of us can be taken by this. So when we form agreements with the enemy and then begin to live out these lies, we yield some territory in our mind to the enemy. Repeated fleshing out of those lies results in a wall of lies that can eventually become a complete structure, um, a stronghold that can be built on the territory that he has already claimed in our minds. So next week we'll talk further about strongholds but today we want to help you identify some ways that we form agreements with the enemy and then how we can break those agreements with the enemy. Exactly. So it's important for us to know the
1: places where these agreements can be made, right? And like Cindy said, how to break them, because that's our end goal, right, is to identify this agreement and break it. So we're going to, as we go, we're going to kind of introduce some different common types of agreements that we make, categories, if you will, and then do an example of how you can break it. And so I want to start by just saying that agreements can be super simple and small. They can be big, but they can also be super simple and small, and so it's important to break these small agreements, like Cindy said, so you don't give territory over to the enemy because every small agreement that you believe and agree with uh, just opens your heart up to even more attacks for maybe more uh, deeper issues for you. So a small agreement example would be like, I'm having a bad day, or this meeting is not gonna go well or I'm always late. Those are things that you believe about yourself and maybe you don't say them out loud but you say them to yourself inside. And those are are examples of small agreements. And so we're just gonna take a minute and we're gonna break those agreements right now. I renounce the agreement that I made that I'm having a bad day or that this meeting won't go well or that I am just always late. I claim God's truth over my life, and I take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Thank you for exposing these. I'm so sorry for making these agreements. I make these agreements, these small agreements, Lord, about, about today, about this meeting, or just about my timeliness. I break these agreements in the name of Jesus. That's simple. So another common agreement that we make is with sin or with our unconfessed sin. We believe lies such as your sin is too big or your sin is too bad or maybe there's no hope for you or you'll never get free so you might as well continue in your sin. These are lies that we believe about our sin. But the truth is there's no sin in our life so great that the cross of Jesus hasn't already covered it. First John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So now let's break these agreements that we've made with sin. I renounce the agreement I've made that my sin is too big or too bad or that I will never get free. I claim God's truth over my life and I take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Thank you for exposing these agreements about my sin. I'm sorry for making these agreements. I break them, I break the agreements that my sin is too big or too bad, that I will never get free, in the mighty name of Jesus. Another category where we make agreements is with unforgiveness. Sometimes we tell ourselves a lie, that the person doesn't deserve our forgiveness. But the truth is that we forgive because Christ has forgiven us. We also forgive because forgiveness brings uh, freedom from the bondage that, that bitterness can have over is when we, when we have unforgiveness, there's often bitterness that goes along with that. So we also forgive for our, our own sakes of, of being free from that root of bitterness. So let's break these agreements as well. <sighs> Renounce the agreement that I've made that this person doesn't deserve my forgiveness. I claim God's truth here over my life. I take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Thank you for exposing this agreement. I'm sorry for making it. I break the agreement that this person does not deserve my forgiveness in the name of Jesus.
0: We also find, especially in this culture, that we are faced with uh, fear and anxiety. And the lie is from the enemy, this is just who you are. This is your personality. Uh, You will be ruled by this all of your life. But the truth is that fear is a spirit, and it is not from God. And fear can actually become a habit in our lives. Fear can actually define us. We can take that on as a part of our identity. And so uh, would you pray with me as we renounce this huge um, issue of fear and anxiety in our lives that I think is just a lie of the enemy produced by this fast-paced culture that we live in. So would you pray with me? Father, first I pray for those who are struggling with fear and anxiety. It is a real thing, and I know that that the enemy, even though the enemy speaks fear into us, he also speaks that that it's just a mind thing, that it's just not real. But it's real, and we cl- and we claim that today, Father, that fear and anxiety in our hearts and minds, it's real and it's hard and it's so crippling. But we. And I know this from my own journey that I've experienced with, with anxiety. We believe and we and claim that that is a lie from the enemy. So uh, we renounce the agreement we have made with fear and anxiety. And we, we surrender all of that to you, Jesus. And we claim the truth of 1 Timothy 1, 7 over our mind that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but you have given us a power and love And self-discipline and so we will take every thought captive every fear producing thought that comes into our heads and make it obedient to Christ thank you for revealing this to us today father we are sorry for the ways that we have made agreements with the enemy about fear and we now break this agreement with fear in the name of Jesus and we thank you father We thank you for freedom, and we thank you for healing, and we pray these things in your powerful name. We also believe lies about our relationship with God, Um, and that lie may feel something like um, God doesn't care about me and maybe the daily things, the the details of my life. Uh, God's just big and up there somewhere, but not all that interested in who I am. And the truth is, in Isaiah 43, he, it says, He ransomed you. He calls us by name. Don't you know that feeling when somebody calls you by name, that they remembered you? Maybe you just didn't expect them to remember your name. And you, and you somehow feel loved by that. And so when we he, see this in the word, He ransomed us. He called us by name. And He claims us as His own. We belong to Him. What a powerful truth. And so pray with me as we renounce this uh, agreement that God doesn't care for us. Father, I pray for those who are struggling with that sense, that they can't find God in the dailies of their lives. But Father, we know that the truth is you are the God who sees. Just as you saw Hagar in the desert and you provided her with nourishing water, you desire to do the same for us. You see us in the dailies of our lives, in the details of our lives. So we renounce this agreement that we have made that we feel isolated from you or that you just simply don't care about those details. And we surrender all of those things to you, Father. Uh, We claim Psalm 139 over our hearts and minds that say that that you know when we sit, you know when we stand. You know our thoughts even when we've drifted far away you've gone before us and you come from behind us and you place your hand of blessing over us and we declare father this morning that all of that is too wonderful to comprehend and so we will take captive every wrong thought that comes into our heads about god's care for us and make it obedient to christ and we thank you for revealing this to us And we are sorry for believing the lies of the enemy and making agreement with those lies. And we now break this agreement in the name of Jesus. And we thank you again that your desire for us is freedom. Some of the agreements that I most often find
1: myself in are tied to negative self-talk. So these can be things along the lines of, I'm not enough. I'm so stupid. I'm not pretty. I don't fit in anything like that but the truth is our father loves us and we are his workmanship just as cindy said he cares about us he cares about us deeply and we are enough so we see in psalm 139 14 where david spoke these words over himself and he said i praise you because i am fearfully and wonderfully made or in zephaniah three 17, we're reminded that god is with us and he takes delight in us he quiets us with his love and he rejoices over us with singing or again in psalm 139 verses 17 and 18 we see that God just thinks of us often and he thinks of us with affection. It says, How precious are your thoughts about me, O God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. So let's renounce these negative agreements that we have made about ourselves and let's re- replace them with some healthy agreements, some true agreements. Mm-hmm. Father, I n- renounce these agreements that I've made that I am not enough that I'm so stupid, that I'm not pretty, or that I don't fit in. I claim your truth over my life. I take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Thank you for exposing these things in my life. I'm sorry for making these agreements. But instead, I agree with your word that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that I am precious to you, and that you love me as I am. So I break these negative agreements about myself in the powerful name of Jesus. Now I just want to move into a a closing prayer for our time today. Father, thank you so much for revealing some of the lies the enemy has told us. Thank you for showing them to us and helping us to be more aware of them. Thank you for the power that we have in Jesus to break with them. Thank you for your word that, that speaks life over us and speaks truth into these wounds and brokenness in our lives. Father, apart from you, we can do nothing. So we pray today that we would just find the fullness of your freedom by spending time in your presence, by seeking you and asking you to search out our hearts for these lies. We pray that we would just surrender them to you and repent any sins in our lives. Father, we also receive your grace into these broken places. Thank you for the freedom we have in Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, we pray that the, the, these truths that we've spoken today would settle over you this week. We pray that in your time with the Lord that you would do just as Tanya prayed, that you would seek him, that you would just ask him. If you will just ask him, what's going on here? you feel a disturbance uh, in your heart? He wants to reveal that to you, and he will reveal to you where there are lies that the enemy is speaking and he will reveal agreements and on your own in your in your time with the lord you can take these simple steps that we will post in our comments um, you can take these steps and spend that time with the lord um, declaring and and stating those lies that you believed and those agreements that you have made and asking uh, the lord to forgive you for that and and just renouncing the lie and making your thoughts obedient to christ you can do all of that on your own if you feel like you would like a little more help with that you can always email us at freedom freedom prayer at org if you'd like someone to pray with you or if you would just like some communication with us via email uh, we would be happy to do that and and pray with you over those things uh, I would like for you to always remember that nothing is bigger or more powerful than our God. No. Absolutely nothing. So if you're battling something today, would you just take that? That is a truth. That is a truth. Would you just take that and apply that to your heart and mind? So let us know. Please let us know. We tell you this every week, but please let us know how we can pray for you, uh, especially with specifics. We've talked about how. The Lord really wants to answer your specific prayers because that's what encourages us and grows us in our faith. Um, so would you let us know that? We would love to hear from you and know how we can pray for you. We pray that you have, have uh, heard a word today that might bring healing. And we will continue to pray that even after this uh, video is over that you will receive a word that the Lord has spoken to you. It is not from us. It is just from him. And so we pray that you have a blessed week. God bless you.